Hello foodies, welcome to Gnawing on GMOs. Are you a corn and potato lover? Then you have worked your way through the maze and picked the ripe podcast. Wait till you hear what I have to tell you, sugar beet. Soy to burst your bubble, but I am here to butternut squash the fake news. Today we will be eating up information on what GMOs are, how they are made, pros and cons, and how we will head through the maze into the future. Well, let's bite right into it, chow hounds. GMOs are foods that are produced from organisms that have had changes introduced into their DNA using methods of genetic engineering. Genetic engineering is used to identify a trait of interest in the food, isolate that specific trait, insert it into a desired organism of their choosing, and then breed the specimens by natural processes for that organism. Just the way you navigate a corn maze, there are different pathways to take when using genetic engineering. If you turn left at the ear of corn, you will be led to selective breeding. Selective breeding is when two strains of plants are introduced and bred to produce offspring with specific features. Between 10,000 and 300,000 genes can be affected. If you decide to take a right at the ear of corn, you will be led to mutagenesis. Mutagenesis is when plant seeds are purposely exposed to chemicals or radiation in order to mutate the organisms. The offspring with the desired traits are kept and further bred. If you decide to go straight at the ear of corn, you will be led to RNA interference. RNA interference is when individual undesirable genes in plants are inactivated in order to remove an undesired trait. All of these paths are great paths to take, but there are pros and cons to every pathway and they will amaze you. The pros to GMOs are it helps to increase plants resistance to insects, tolerance to herbicides, tolerance for heat, cold, or drought, and help crop yield. Food can also be engineered to help GMOs have stronger colors, increase their shelf life, or eliminate seeds. We all know we love our seedless watermelons, grapes, and oranges. Yum! These GMOs can help us find sustainable ways to feed people, especially in countries that lack access to nutrient-rich foods. The biggest aspect of GM crops is to make it so they can grow in marginal environments and then with longer shelf life, GMOs can be shipped to remote areas without the length of the trip being an issue. Although there are always cons and sometimes we do end up taking the wrong path and landing ourselves in a dead end, there are many questions as to whether GMOs are safe and healthy to eat. There are concerns that GMOs can be linked to allergies, antibiotic resistance, or cancer. Allergies have been a growing problem in the United States and in children under 18 years of age, it has increased from 3.4% between 1997 and 1999 to 5.1% between 2009 and 2011. Antibiotic resistance is a growing concern because antibiotic resistant bacteria can resist antibiotics, making it hard to kill them. These germs infect 2 million people each year. Since scientists often modify seeds using antibiotic resistant genes in the genetic engineering process, there is a growing concern between GMOs and the rising rate of antibiotic resistant bacteria. 
When it comes to cancer, there isn't much information. There has been some research that has linked the herbicide Roundup and Roundup tolerant GM corn to cancer. But when it comes to all of these concerns with GMOs, there is not enough research to fully back up every concern, and more research needs to be done before full conclusions can be made. Overall, with all of this information, it is easy for us to make our way through the maze and get to the end. There are different ways to resolve the issues and make our way through the maze. First, we can provide more stringent tests that last longer to see any of the risks the GMOs may have for both humans and the environment. Second, food can be labeled with more information on how it was modified, allowing the consumer to be more informed on what they are purchasing. Lastly, consumers concerned with organic products would be happy to have a more nutrition op nutritious option where fertilizers aren't utilized. Although, all of these are great solutions, I think that the most effective way out of the maze is to head towards the more in-depth labeling on products. This is the most effective answer because it is the very most cost-effective for comp companies, but also allows for consumers to be fully aware of what they are consuming. This allows for companies to make their own decisions on how they want to modify their food, but the consumer can be fully informed and make their own decisions on what they want to purchase. Oftentimes, packages can be misleading with wording, making it hard for the consumer to fully understand the contents of their purchase. Well, Foodaholics, I hope this has given you a food baby for all things GMOs. I hope I didn't squash your appetite and you are still hungry for more. Please subscribe to the podcast and share with your food connoisseurs. Don't be afraid to give this podcast a healthy rating. Peace out, Brussels sprout.